Hi there, welcome to the show. My name is Adrian, and uh, I will be your host for this second installment of our Heroes of Electrovol miniseries. We are ramping up to our Electrovol campaign, and uh, last uh, episode, uh, I spoke to Greg, who will be playing Yenden, the human path of the ancestral barbarian. Uh, and today I am speaking with uh, my good friend Misha. Say hi, Misha. Hey! Um, as always, if you enjoy this episode, be sure to subscribe to the video, or subscribe to the channel and like the video. Uh, we are a new project, and uh, we will take all the help that we can get. Anyway, to jump right into it, uh, I want to go ahead and immediately address Misha. Um, welcome. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself, talk a little, describe your character uh, to those of the audience who are not yet familiar? Yeah, sure. Hey, I'm Misha. I'm a longtime friend of Adrian. He's actually the guy who introduced me to D&D. And I'm really excited for this game. Um, Adrian's sort of been my DM for a very long time, and this is so kind of something that's been being built up to for a while. So I'm definitely looking forward to playing Soup, my bugbear, Circle of Shrooms druid. Circle of Spores, but Circle of Shrooms does sound better. Um, <laughs> Soup is from kind of the outside of the sort of swamps around Electroball. And they've moved to the big city to, with their older sister to sort of work in construction and maintenance underground. And basically their role is to be a supervisor to a lot of the undead that are working down there. And that's sort of gonna be their starting point and my starting point when it comes to being introduced to this world and exploring it. Definitely sounds very exciting and, and very interesting uh, career choice uh, to, to kind of be working in a fantasy setting. Uh, we spoke a little bit with uh, Gienden in our last installment, who was from the Wastelands beyond Electroval, but with Soup, Soup's from a, a much more general point uh, surrounding the city. Electroval is a city of uh, steampunk, electropunk, kind of uh, incandescent. Theme, uh, a lot of punks, as you can see, uh, sort of a uh, jazzy world covered in lights and culture and fantasy adventure. Um, the city itself sits on top of a large kind of brackish swamp near the coastline and is kind of the brightest thing for many, 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 many miles, uh, probably until you get to the sun and whatever else lights up the shy. It is, it is very bright in the middle of a very uh, dark, very naturey uh, marshland. And uh, I guess to maybe rewind the tape a little bit, uh, before Soup came to the city of a million lights itself, you said Soup grew up in the, uh, grew up in the swamplands, grew up in a community uh, would you like to maybe describe a little bit about what that life was like? Yeah. So Soup grew up in a community of bugbears, a bugbear tribe of sorts. And over there, life is very different from in the city. It's a city of a million lights, and there's absolutely 
no electricity out where Soup is from. So that's definitely a very new experience for them. It's definitely a community that's very centered around family, hunter-gatherers, and magic isn't super common, but it's definitely accepted. The elder of the village is also a druid, which is which 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 was sort of um, one of Soup's first guidance points when they discovered their own druidic abilities. So that's sort of the rundown of it. And and Soup was kind of being. Uh groomed as a leader very very early stage though as someone who you know possessed natural magical talents um you know command over the land and and you know being able to call upon it to defend and aid their people uh soup is in really practicing that uh those abilities in the same context soup has has essentially moved away for a time. What's that that relationship like with your tribe that you've maintained? Mm. Um. Definitely Soup wants to maintain a connection, but at the same time, the prospect of possibly becoming a leader, that's a really big responsibility and something that Soup doesn't feel ready for. And at the same time, their specific uh, circle of druidic magic spores is closely tied to necromancy. And they felt the way for them to grow is to go to a place that's very accepting and knowledgeable about that kind of magic and to work with it and to learn more about it and not something Electroval provides. Exactly, and you are by no means an outcast to your tribe. You you followed all their traditions, you took in their lessons, and you, you spoke to the council and to the elder leaders and asked them for permission to travel with your sister who was already traveling to Electroval. Uh, to become an electrician, to, to become a sort of uh, a, a technician of sorts. Um, so, so how do you feel like, how would you say Soup is kind of doing, preserving that sort of natural sort of druidic lifestyle while living in a, a very starkly contrasting urban environment? Um, or do you, do you feel like it's not so starkly contrasting? I honestly feel like it isn't, because when Soup came to Electroval, it was to do something that complements their abilities. And at the same time, they grew up with a very strong sense of identity, a very strong sense of self. And that's something that carries with them, and they still maintain a great relationship with where they come from. And they anticipate that one day they're going to go back and be the leader that they feel they were meant to be once they were blessed with, you know, druidic magic. Um, and at the same time, uh, Soup's sister is also maintaining that connection through her project of helping to bring electricity out there. Exactly. Um, I guess then kind of where that would lead next is, uh, what sort of conflicts does Soup come in with? Uh, they Naturally, they, they felt that the place in the village was not where they could grow as an individual the most. They traveled to Electroval to become a, a stronger individual, but what other sort of elements from Soup's past are you hoping to maybe explore? What sort of 
sort of defining traits of their personality do you really hope to bring out during this gameplay, during this uh, campaign that we will be sharing with the world? Well, I'd say the first and main personality trait of Soup is that they have a lot of heart. They care a lot for the people they work with, the people they work for, the people that they lead, in this case, skeletons and zombies, which you typically don't think about as having a lot of care for, but Soup definitely does. <laughs> and it's, at the moment, it's kind of to a point where it's almost a drawback for them. It's part of the reason they left. They were scared of their abilities. They were scared of hurting somebody with necromancy and they're very unsure about themselves. So they feel like there's a direction that they have to grow, but at the end they have a strong sense of identity. But at the same time, there's a super strong, there's a super strong question of, is this the only path I can take? Or is there another option for me? It's sort of this idea of destiny versus forging your own path. Like, for example, Electroval is such a big city. They could possibly start from start from leading, start from helping and guiding skeletons in their work underground, and then overall go up the ranks and, you know, make a living as some kind of more powerful necromancer versus going home and becoming a leader to their village. But then what? It's a lot of questions that deserve to be explored. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just imagining a soup goes ahead and writes their parents back home and says, hey mom, um, great news. Looks like I'll be getting my degree in necromancy. I hope you're proud of me. <laughs> but no, uh, I mean, where else in the world can you do that uh, in a society? Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, kind of spinning off of that a little bit, uh, Soup grew up, uh, sorry, I got my questions a little bit mixed up. Um, Soup has a sort of, uh, strange source of their power. In Electroval, um, and I'm speaking to the audience here, um, their magic presents itself, it's very present in the world, but it presents itself in three forms. Uh, the first two are uh, that of uh, more traditional arcane magic, and the other one is that of a uh, more identity-based, more sort of planar nature. The uh, Electrotech, which powers the city, it's powered by the Arcstone, which is kind of the central power source of all of Electroval's energy needs. There is a sort of technology called Aethertech, which is uh, built a little bit more around traditional arcane, being able to draw runes, casting incantations. Um, definitely has some artificy elements to it. But Soup's powers don't come from either of those. They come from a sort of more natural connection with not just the land, but the very fabric of the world. Um, and. Potentially, potentially, we've kind of spoke a little bit about this, the idea of paragons. In Electroval, there isn't per se deities in the way that there are in the Forgotten Realms or other uh, canonized D&D settings. There are instead what are called paragons who are flesh and blood individuals who came to Electroval during the time of the sort of apocalypse that 
destroyed the majority of society in the world, left much of it a wasteland, and Electroval basically kind of grew as a seedling from... Uh, in the uh, sort of exploration uh, of that, how, how, how do, you, do you see Soup exploring elements of religion, exploring the paragons? Do you see Soup wanting to ask those questions? Has Soup already begun asking questions? So when Soup got their powers, it was through a kind of traumatic event. They were exploring out in the swamp on their own and they almost drowned in a bog pit. And basically when they were in there, they had either a vision or they were teleported someplace. And there they had this experience of seeing lots of magical lights and the wonders of fungus all around them before they woke up back at home and they aren't completely sure what happened. I think here at the beginning of the campaign, despite the fact that they've mostly forgotten about that experience, they're starting to remember it now and they're starting to ask more questions about where this comes from, what it means, how it builds into what soup is. And that's definitely something I'd be excited to explore in the campaign. Maybe see if there's some kind of religion that's built around this kind of magic, less more formal than what Soup has at home in the swamp. Exactly. Um, I guess kind of bringing us to maybe a little bit of a head. Um, I guess maybe I'm a little bit curious. I think we talked a little bit about what your character and even your sort of uh, NPC relationship, Soup Sister, uh, has with the Jumpstart Initiative. Both of you came to Electroval to essentially discover yourselves and potentially help with the intent of, you know, helping your village that you were born and raised from. Would you like to maybe describe the Jumpstart Initiative in a little bit yep. of detail and kind of how that uh, builds onto the theme of Electroval? Yeah, so Jumpstart is more or less both the research and charitable project that Soup Sister Loaf is part of. Basically, the goal is to bring electricity out into the swamps and out to uh, their village. Now, I personally find this interesting because in the end, you have these two siblings heading out to the big city for the first time. One is more specialized in this electricity-inspired, more engineering style of magic, more closer to artifice, while Soup is more on the divine side. And so you have this balance between sort of more wisdom or charisma derived magic and intelligence magic. And it's sort of a way of exploring the world and some of the more fantastical elements of, of it and figuring out sort of the commonalities and differences between these. And at the same time, uh, Electroval is a city of a thousand lights. It's, primary, it's primarily powered. It's, it's a by... lot of lights. Yeah. <laughs> Was it a thousand or a million? It's, it's, it's a million lights is what I say, but a thousand oh. lights is, is it's, it's a lot of lights. There, there's probably a, a lot, lot more than a million. It's, it's real shiny. It's real shiny. It's a lot of power, a lot of uh, the occasional casualty as part of that. Um, there's definitely a sort of uh, 
AC-DC sort of debate going on between sort of uh, Aethertech-based utility and Electrotech-based utility. Um, but Soup isn't too concerned about that, I don't think. Soup is working their job yeah. underground, curating their talents. Um, going with the College of the Macabre, a organization that uh, Gienden, Greg's character, had a sort of ancillary relationship to, you have maybe a little bit more involved because you work with them. You're, they're kind of a Skillshare organization slash, uh, you know, college of bardic morticians. Um, how 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 do you how do you see uh, Soup using that relationship during the course of the adventure? Well, I definitely say that they're an employer, but at the same time, as Soup becomes more comfortable with their position in the city and sort of the idea of being part of this organization, they're definitely gonna wanna go in and start taking advantage of more of the resources, more of the educational opportunities. Use it as a point of making friends and connections. Not just so, not just as like a workplace, but also in a way, yeah, a college or a university. You describe that Soup's hoping to kind of reach out to them as a resource, not just a source of employment. Um, and spitting off of that a little bit, uh, we are uh, beginning this adventure uh, where an individual, a, a famous individual in the college known as Jack Rambo, or the surgeon, as he is known as an expert mortician at removing the sort of fleshy tissue from the cadaver's bones to create uh, excellent uh, laborers and servants that are skeletons and zombies. I uh, like to call them squeaky clean skellies. Exactly, very squeaky clean, very sugar skull painted. You described that, uh, not sorry, not you described. Essentially, we're going to be beginning this adventure at a, a concert venue uh, called the Crocodile's Ballgown. What is uh, Soup's anticipation? What, what, what are they looking forward to in all of this? What, what, what do they, they have, has Soup seen shows before? Is this their first I time? I think this is their first time. I think this is their first time really thinking of going and they're thinking of going because they were invited. There was an extra ticket and they were invited and it was like, oh, oh, you're, you're inviting me somewhere? I'm part of the squad now? Ah, I'm so excited. You know, kind of that sort of moment. So very hype, not most, not necessarily to see the show, but to be there. Exactly. And I guess the kind of final little bit that I want to lead off on is we've explored Soup as a little bit of a, a friendly individual, but not exactly the type of person who has a group that they're, they're common with. Uh, they're they, they, they're well-liked, they cook well, but you're essentially going to be uh, joining a group of strangers in the, uh, the magic that is known as the beginning of a D&D &D campaign. Uh, what sort of role do you see you playing Soup as in all of this? And, and I mean not just as uh, you described that you're a bugbear spore druid, but, but also as a sort of personality in the group. So I remember there was this one 
There was this one YouTube video by Overly Sarcastic Productions I watched about sort of the composition of a cast. And throughout those descriptions, one of them was the heart, you know, the person who provides emotional support and things like that, sort of a jolly person who backs everybody up and looking at the descriptions of everyone else's characters. Most people, most of the people in this group are pretty serious while Soup is very laid back, happy to give a hug, happy to carry your stuff. Um, so I definitely feel like they're going to end up filling that role. They're going to kind of be probably the... Being... They're hmm? going to kind of be like that foundation or the backbone of the team. Yeah. Yeah, the type, the type to tell you that you're doing a great job to keep it up. Speaking of which, everyone out in the audience, you're doing a great job. Keep it up. I don't know who you are, but you're awesome. And that is why I am so happy that Misha climbed on board for this campaign. Uh, I look forward to seeing more of you. Um, I, I, I never know how to use these intros. I don't think I ever will. But I want to go ahead and say thank you to everyone out there and to have a wonderful day. Whoever you are, whatever you're doing, and uh, <clears throat> like and subscribe. We need it. <laughs> Take care. Uh. Take care.